0: So I hope you enjoy the episodes and feel free to subscribe for your Jewelry Navigator Passport, a way to stay up to date with the current episodes and upcoming features. Thanks so much for joining us and enjoy the episode. Hi there, and thank you so much for joining me today on Jewelry Navigator Podcast. I'm so excited because I'm preparing to celebrate 10,000 downloads of the podcast. So thank you so much. Please keep sharing and listening. And if you have time rate and review Jewelry Navigator podcast on whatever platform you listen to with either a rating or a review. And this is how listeners will find Jewelry Navigator and we can share with more listeners, these stories and tips. So thanks again. And if you missed any of the past few episodes, here are the top four downloaded episodes for the past week. Number one, well, let's do a countdown. Okay, number four, Larissa Wurstiak of Joy Joya Jewelry Marketing shares tips for successful holiday marking for jewelry brands. Number three, ABCs of jewelry selection care alternatives to class rings and upcoming jewelry arrivals. Number two, Nayla Shami shares life's experiences through her jewelry designs. And the number one downloaded Jewelry Navigator episode for this week has been Tracy Trainer sculpts motion and life into wearable jewelry art. Thanks again so much for taking time to listen every week, and I'm very excited about today's guest, Anastasia Simes. so without further delay, welcome aboard. Today I'm visiting with Anastasia Simes. If you follow me and look at my Instagram feed on a regular basis, I shared some of her jewelry and have on and off for the past few weeks. She was so gracious to invite me to her home studio in outside of the D.C. area, which I'm so pleased that she lives close enough for me to visit, and had such a lovely visit. I will surely post some of those videos and pictures that I took while I visited with her, But I wanted to go a little bit deeper and share her story more on today's podcast, and I will briefly read from her About page her background, which will shed some light on how interesting of an artist she is. The first quotation I come across is, To wear the right jewelry is to feel that all the towers of your fortress are protected and you are connected to the heart of the world. That's what Anastasia Symes says about jewelry. And it goes on to describe that Anastasia Symes is an internationally recognized D.C.-based artist whose paintings have been exhibited all over the world, from New York to Monaco to Moscow to Hong Kong. She is an award-winning theater designer whose work has consistently received rave reviews in the Washington Post and other publications. Jewelry is her lifelong love and the latest manifestation of her unique creativity. Anastasia Symes jewelry is the culmination of her passion for gemstones and silver, combined with the artistry of her paintings, theatrical set, and costume designs. I'm so looking forward to our visit and enjoy today's episode with Anastasia Symes. Hi Anastasia. Uh, Hi Brianna, how are you? I'm fine. Well, thank you uh-huh. for taking time out of your super busy schedule. I know you. Well, oh, to- thank you, thank you for inviting me.
1: It's always exciting to talk to you.
0: Yeah, thank you. Um, well, before you came on, I read parts. Uh-huh of your About page, which is uh-huh. so, it's, it gives such great history. And Thank I you. want to kind of set the stage for our listeners mm. and explain mm. to them, that you, I visited you a few weeks mm. ago in your home studio and had such a lovely mm. visit. Mm. And it was such a um, a wonderful tour to the insides of your, your designs and your art and the stories that grow or that originate into... Mm your art and jewelry set some background for us with a little bit of your, of your story, um, how you came to America and, you know, where you started and how your art inspires your jewelry today. Yeah.
1: Well, um, I think it, um, it would help to say that, um, all my life I was merged into the arts, my family, uh, Stand one foot in the arts and the movies, in the theater literature, and um, painting, of course, and uh, my <laughs> the other foot of my family is in politics. So uh, it kind of uh, makes sense in the whole history of my life. Uh, but um, so I was uh, uh, I was born in Moscow in in the arts industry, and. Um, I was trained as a classical artist, uh, which is a very serious uh, thing in Russia. You have to start very early uh, and it 's a very rigorous training, almost like you know Olympic athletes, uh, but <laughs> in the long run, very tough mm-hmm. um, uh, so um, I came to America in ninety three uh, which means I spent bigger parts of my life in America, but I think accent is something you never lose uh, and um, I Came uh, I, As a painter uh, I I came because I got married uh, so um, I started to exhibit uh, in DC in New York and um, all over the world Mm-hmm. Uh, but at some point, um, I was invited as a certain costume designer into the theater and that started my, you know, multiple year career in the theater while I continued my, uh, career in the visual arts. Mm-hmm. And, um, throughout all of my life, I think I was passionately interested in jewelry. And I think it goes back to my very early childhood, um, I actually, when I look back at the moment when my painting career started, I think it was also the moment when my jewelry, uh, career started, uh, I described this story, um uh, yeah. many times. Um, so, uh, my grandfather, who was a painter, he was painting a portrait of, uh, Tsar Alexei in his opulent robes, uh, embroidered with um, emeralds and rubies and pearls. And I was so I was about three uh, years old, I was so uh, hypnotized by this, and I wanted to take a part in this glory. So as soon as he left his easel, I just charged toward it and Mm -hmm. took a brush and um, decided to make my own masterpiece because I just couldn't couldn't stand uh, looking at it without interfering. And of course, I messed up his painting and there was a big family scandal. But my wise grandmother said, "Um, Peter, just let her paint over your painting, you will paint over it again. Uh, (laughs) My (laughs) grandfather didn't take it very well. He said, okay, she's going to have her own easel, her own brushes, her own paint, and it will be next to, to mine. So it will be like all official. But when I look back at this pivotal moment i think um i don't know what moved me either it was excitement for jewelry or excitement for the painting or both anyway uh, i'm fully submerged in both right now mm-hmm. and uh another pivotal point in my life was then a few years ago i was talking to a friend And I was um, complaining that I couldn't find a piece of jewelry, which I wanted to give to someone, I wanted to find some special medallion, Mm -hmm. uh, actually St. Jude medallion. And um, she said, but Anastasia, why wouldn't you design one? And uh, it was like, suddenly the sky opened, it was the Alleluia moment. And I thought, why don't I? (laughs) And, um, you know, on some level, I always uh, was in love with jewelry. And I always collected jewelry, I always studied it. Um, But I never allowed myself to consider it because I thought if I will start making it my love affair will be over, it will become routine or, you know, something else. And then, you know, I was also afraid that I will stop wearing jewelry because you know, when you make jewelry, you don't wear it uh, mm. for some reason. But uh, no, it didn't happen. And uh, the love affair is still very strong.
0: Nice. Oh, my gosh. What a great story. <laughs> <laughs> so to yes. this day, that famous painting, does it have your brush strokes underneath it? Or did he have to start over? <laughs>
1: uh, he, he painted over it. Uh, oh. So, yes. I actually own this painting. So I, it's a pity I didn't show it to you.
0: Nice, yes, I would love that. Oh, that's a great story. And mm-hmm. so much mixed, but I can understand your... Um, I can understand the conflict that you must have had mm-hmm. when you wanted mm-hmm. to pursue a little bit of jewelry mm-hmm. design. You felt mm-hmm. that that would be betraying your art and take away yeah. from that, or it would um, It would make jewelry making become too... Um, Like you said, Monday and yeah. Monday
1: and yeah. Mm
0: But your your career and your enjoyment and all of your arts mm. makes mm. such a beautiful balance that I don't think you would ever get bored. There's just <laughs> so so much to explore with all the different mm. projects that you have. Um, exactly. Going. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: No. No. It 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 never was boring, and I hope it never will be. It's it just was also scary to break into a completely new uh, industry. But in the same time, I think uh, my work as a theater uh, costume and set designer prepared me for that really well, because once I started to work on jewelry projects, I realized that it's basically the same as theater projects. Uh, The only difference is that when you, for example, make a model of the set, uh, you come up with a sketch, then you um, make a blueprint, then you... Uh, build actually a, a small model um, to the scale, and then you make it big on stage. Uh, while in jewelry, it's in reverse: you make a bigger drawing and uh, imagine it in full detail, but it's a bigger scale, and then it, you shrink it to a small one. Uh, but it's it's the same process uh, essentially. Yeah.
0: Yes, um, that's so wonderful and remarkable how you were able to um, accommodate that, so that you can mm-hmm. you you envelop that passion for your jewelry design from mm-hmm. the experience you already have, and
1: um, mm-hmm.
0: without having to go back to school for all of this, mm-hmm. you had all of that within mm-hmm. you to be able to mm-hmm. access. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I suffered all my childhood painting and drawing for eight hours a day. So I guess it gives me some benefits later on
0: in life. Yes, yes, true. Mm-hmm. And one reason that I love sharing stories like yours on the podcast mm-hmm. is to encourage mm-hmm. listeners, whether they're in an art form or mm-hmm. they, they're coming from a different, a totally different vocation mm-hmm. or career, that if they've mm-hmm. ever had a passion to try something new, that mm-hmm. it's very, it's very doable, as mm-hmm. as long as they, you know, keep an open mind. You know, like you did mm-hmm. with your jewelry mm-hmm. and and designing the St. Jude medallion for your friend. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you were able to overcome those those blocks that you had in your mind that mm-hmm. felt like you couldn't or wouldn't do it. But mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that's one. yeah.
1: You, you but when you just start, you don't know where to start, and it it seems unattainable. But you know, for me, I think uh, the impulse was so strong that I didn't even think twice. It's just uh, I wanted it so badly that it was even not an option to consider not doing it once once I did my first piece. It was I was so thrilled and um, hooked that uh, I just went going uh, and never looked back That's kind of I, I never doubted. Uh, the pro- I, I just thought, you know, my passion is so strong that the process will come along.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. So how long have you been designing and um, fabricating jewelry? I think it's about,
1: it's hard to say exactly, probably four years. I'm doing it seriously. Uh, so I think I started as a business about three years ago. Uh, and about four years ago, I just started to look into that and try things and figuring out my process and all that. Uh-huh.
0: I think it's perfect timing because so many people want something unique that helps mm-hmm. describe mm-hmm. who they are mm-hmm. by wearing, you know, something that they can either, you know, keep a secret. Um, I don't know something that has meanings very personal mm-hmm. to them, or mm-hmm. something that defines who they are, and your jewelry is so um, it's so distinctive and so exotic looking and striking that it does just that. and if thank you, you. yes, mm-hmm. um for those of you listening, you have to go see her feed, her Instagram feed because her her images and photographs are so. Dramatic and beautiful. It tells the story without even any words. <laughs> thank
1: you so much, Verena. I'm i sorry, go ahead. Yeah.
0: No, that's okay. No, you. That's, I want you to share a little bit about that oh. and how you're inspired. And do you tie some of your, your theater um, yeah. stories? And, and I know you shared with me that some of the people that you've become friends with through the theater, oh, they are you. actually your models. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, I think all
1: of the aspects of my arts are in, um, closely intertwined in everything I do. Uh, I think um, theatre made me realize how powerful jewellery is in general. Uh, and because I was working for years and years with the movement theatre uh, where people just uh, don't walk on the stage. They fight, they roll, they uh, they make all sorts of things. So um, I always had to think in terms how durable and how um, functional the jewelry is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it's really amazing to see when the person in jewelry enters the stage. It's like all the spotlight goes on them. It creates certain field of power. Mm -hmm. Uh, around them. So for me, it was fascinating to see how uh, the subtle thing can shift uh, the image of the person. Um, All my jewelry is pretty big. Uh, I think it has um, different reasons to that. I think the way I was wired mostly. um, I grew up in, as I said, in Moscow. uh, And for some reason, um in my childhood uh the silent movies were very very popular and they were often on tv mm-hmm. and so i was watching these black and white movies with a lot of um uh russian historical uh and um some love drama and whatever and um the jewelry was enormous uh on the tsars, uh on everyone around them they wore huge rings on every finger And they managed their life so seamlessly in this huge jewelry. They managed to strangle, poison, uh, command the country, and all (laughs) of (laughs) that, all while while wearing um, jewelry on each finger, huge Uh pieces. And uh, I even discovered that there is um, uh, a special name for the Samba rings, uh, which traditionally were Uh, worn by people in power. It's the manifestation of power ring. So I was really fascinated by all of that. Um, Then uh, I spent um, part of my youth and childhood in Afghanistan, where my father was um, a diplomat. And I was introduced to the tribal cultures. And they were enormous, huge uh, jewelry, which uh, also I was really fascinated how they they live in them. It's not anything of inconvenience. They just wear these enormous pieces as a, as a second skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that really uh, made me pay attention to that, as well as my theater work, where you have to, in theater, you have to make everything really big in order to be visible from uh, the audience. Uh, so when I started, uh, my jewelry, it, uh, actually, uh, by default, <laughs> was, uh, become very big. I just can't think of anything small. Uh, and, um, and, uh complexly engineered if it's possible to say this well this way um because again because of the bigness, I wanted it to be extremely functional and wearable because if you make a huge piece and it's not uh, comfortable to wear nobody is going to get it and the second is that I firmly uh believe that um we think in images Uh, we think in um, uh, really to access ourselves we need to come up with the image and therefore i use uh, very strong archaic images which speak to a depth of the person Uh, and they supposed to trigger something important in them Um, the access to their own raw power uh, which we all have, and sometimes it gets deemed or um, diluted by life. Uh, but I think this is a very important uh, thing to remind ourselves of the most important thing within ourselves. And therefore, I always try to uh, use some words inside of my rings, which people can choose, um, with a certain word which would be important for them.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, when you showed me the swan ring that mm. you you made, and you can tell mm. that story if you want. I love mm. that story. Uh, yes, of course. It, it has a great story, but um, yes, on the inside, there's a like a secret message that you can look inside. Yes. It's very yes. private and personal unless you want mm. to share it. Exactly. That's, that's exactly
1: what I want uh, for people to have a conversation with themselves first and um uh, when i um the story of this one ring was also very personal um uh, we were having 25th anniversary with my husband Mm -hmm. and uh he said okay i need to give you something what is that you want and i immediately said i want a ring of course and he was very amazed he said how come you want me to buy you a ring? <laughs> I said, no, 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 I will, I will design it for myself and you will sponsor it. And um, he said, but it should be about love. And I said, yes, it will be about love. Uh, so I started to think what would be the symbol for love for me. And uh, immediately, of course, you know, uh, this one comes to mind because this is the birds which uh, keep loyal to their partner throughout life and um but white swan kind of did not sit well with me um uh, and uh, it really ties very um closely to my uh whole childhood um upbringing my mom was obsessed about um uh showing me as much art as possible. So every every day we went to the exhibition, to the theater. And I spent a lot of time in Bolshoi theater watching ballets.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: Swan Lake was one of the most often <laughs> watched one. And um, I was actually um, quite taken by the story uh, because uh, the white swan gets transformed into a black swan and then um well it it disappears in the end but um as an adult i started to think about the story and i realized that basically when we fall in love with a person it is a white swan for us and um after a while of course the black swan appears on stage and <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the drama starts and um i think the victory of love is to accept the black swan in the person and in ourselves. And um, that's what love is about, when you know about the dark side of the moon and still love that person. So uh, I, I put the black swan, of course, on my ring, and I put the message love inside.
0: Yes, okay. I love that. You know what else I really like about your designs and the stories is it's not always all the fluff and just the good stuff you do mm-hmm. recognize the duality of the human condition and
1: mm-hmm. especially
0: when two people work together in a marriage for as long as 25 yes. years it yes. it is there are some some difficult times so that story mm-hmm. so beautifully uh, parallels the story of coming together as a as a marriage that that makes exactly. it even so much more meaningful i love that <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Um, yes. As you were mm-hmm. as you were telling the story, I was thinking mm-hmm. about um, you know women as women we're coming into our own and gaining more strength and acceptance you know as equals in all parallels all all avenues of of uh, careers and trades, and mm-hmm. I think we still need something to keep on cheering us on, do you have pieces of jewelry that you can recommend to women to wear to keep them motivated and inspired to, you know, recognize and listen to their inner strength? You know, all of them.
1: <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> all, all of them are about this, you know, I was... I remember i read a story about uh, some um latin american shaman I, i'm sorry um, shaman practices mm-hmm. and uh i was really deeply taken by it because i recognized that that's what i would essentially like to do or i'm trying to do that mm-hmm. uh when the sick person would come to um to a shaman They would uh, look at them and say, you are missing the power of an eagle, for example, or you're missing the power of the bear. Uh, It is all very particular powers assigned um, to certain aspects of life. Mm. And then uh, the the person would, the sick person would go to uh, a woodcarver in the village, and they would carve uh, a particular statue of the animal power. Uh, which was missing from the person's life. And uh, Shaman would assign them to put it at the uh, doorsteps of their house. So every time the person leaves the house, he looks at the, I don't know, the statue of an eagle and realizes he needs to keep it with him for, uh, for the rest of the day. And when he enters the house, it's He remembers that, you know, the power of eagle with him. And so it's like kind of reminds person of what they might want to work on. Mm -hmm. Uh, And um, they're all slightly different uh, because um, it's very interesting to see how people choose different messages uh, for a different rings. Because, for example, I have a ring uh, with a snake and people would choose message inside, which would be, Um, different. Some of them would choose strategy, some of them would choose aim high, some of them would choose intuition. Uh, So whatever is that they they feel they need to work on or they want to bring or activate in their life, I think that's kind of uh, a magical alchemical process, which starts once you make this pact with yourself, you put the swing on and say to yourself today,
0: I'm going to be strategic. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's great! Um, one collection that I fell in love with—I I love all your jewelry, but the zodiac collection really mm-hmm. resonated with me. And I love how you chose the snakes to represent uh, Gemini. Gemini. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I—I—I uh, the, the, I, I was um, not sure what to put on Gemini because i couldn't fit uh, two, uh, you know usually they they shown us two babies uh, mm-hmm. into the tiny top of the ring and uh, I, I also felt like it would be not in line with what i'm doing um, and i started to dig into uh, alchemical text because they usually also use uh, symbols for uh, the zodiac signs to indicate when you should do a certain activity and I have an interest for alchemy so I started to look at the uh, alchemical texts and uh, saw that they uh, they do uh, use um, double snake uh, uh, symbol for uh, Gemini and it makes a lot of sense because uh, the the guiding planet for Gemini is Mercury. And uh it has uh, this um, Caduceus, caduces, uh, double snake um uh how do you call it? Um pole or stick in his head. The and staff. it's uh, right. the stuff, exactly. And it yes. is the double double power uh, and double, and it makes sense. Also, knowing Gemini, it's like uh, these people are charged with energy. <laughs> they usually have an energy of two. Yes. Uh, so uh, it made perfect sense for me. Therefore, I, I chose two snakes, and I love snakes in general. So.
0: <laughs> well, mm-hmm. I'm going to be doing a special feature on snakes in the coming weeks. Mm-hmm. So I'll certainly include uh-huh. the Gemini double snake ring and. um mm-hmm.
1: okay.
0: The beautiful sneak piece you're getting ready to present, the big um, necklace. You. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes,
1: it's necklace, earrings, and ring.
0: Yes. So mm-hmm. I have a lot of wonderful video that I, I captured when we visited. So I'll be sure to uh, post those in the in the post and in. Um, Thank you. Yeah, in Instagram posts. How do your clients find you? Uh, definitely all sorts of ways. Uh, I
1: think Instagram has been amazing for me. Uh, and yes, you asked me about the theater, um, in, in my photographs, I use, uh, actors, uh, from the theater I work, um, as a model. I find that, uh, it's really amazing to work with actors, especially the ones who, you know, dance and move. So they, have so many subtle expressions and they move and they, um, they really bring something of their own unique personality into the session. They, they, they take it as a mini place and I take it as well. So I always assign some archetypes, uh, to the jewelry. I try to bring different, um, images to life, um, which would, uh, emphasize what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. So, um, so it was a label of love and uh, all of the things which I have learned kind of um, got together in it, my uh, knowledge of the costumes, making costumes, um, painting, uh, uh, symbolism, and everything just clicks together in that. So I, um, I spend a lot of time on Instagram and people uh, do come. Uh, from there and they usually start to dialogue with me and um, they usually buy something and then they buy something else and mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. So it is, it, is, it is usually a relationship. And of course in person um, people sometimes stop me on the street, sometimes they, they buy things off my fingers and, uh, <laughs> and of course you know, all the extended uh, uh, circle of, of for people I know, they all now be jewelers. So it's it's multiple, multiple ways. But it's, uh, it's really uh, has been a very rewarding process, because through the jewelry, I found so many like minded people and uh, people who really uh, amaze me with their own creativity. Usually it is a visionary, the leaders in some industries, and uh, for me, it's learning also.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. I, I, that is something that's so rewarding when you do come across so many different people from different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah, and it's also easily applicable to, you know, things that you can apply to either, you know, current projects or future projects. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly, yeah. Whether it's someone who can help you in the future or, you know, just a story that you remember. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, um, it is. It's, it's an interesting pathway to a lot of different stories and, and, mm-hmm. uh, and very unique in its, in its own right, for sure. Mm-hmm. So what do you have coming up? I know you said you're getting ready to travel, so this is a big time mm-hmm. for you. And then when you return, mm-hmm. you'll be doing some um, trunk shows. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So tell us about that. Uh,
1: Well, I have some uh, clientele overseas, so uh, I spend some time, and I also work on some projects overseas. So uh, I'm trying to keep my my feet in all of the places Uh uh, where people are interested in my jewelry. Uh, So I'm preparing... a number of pieces to take overseas and uh, new pieces um, to introduce and people are waiting for them. Uh, They all, all kind of, you know, receive all the process photographs and everything. Uh, so they feel very involved in what's um, what's coming. Mm-hmm. And um, so I spent probably like a month uh, traveling and then I will be back and I'm planning to have uh, a trunk show in uh, D.C. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Tabande store, uh, which is uh, an amazing, amazing place in D.C., which uh, has all the clothes I want. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's really avant-garde, um, artistic, perfect uh, perfect place uh, for me to to be exhibited. Okay. What's the name of the shop again? Tabande. It is an old institution in D.C. It has been there for 37 years. Okay. And it's in a very, very um, uh, center of Chevy Chase. And it's uh, really a fantastic location, fantastic audience, and uh, I'm I'm very excited about that.
0: Nice. So I'm excited for you. I'll have to, I'll have to watch for that. Yes, you will receive an invitation. Oh, good, good. Um, yeah, please send that out as soon as you mm-hmm. know, and I will mm-hmm. um, definitely mark it on my calendar. Uh, well, is there anything you'd like to share about your story or your jewelry?
1: Well, I think um, I... That most of what uh, it is about, uh, I, I really am interested to see how it will develop. Um, I think I'm um, I'm thinking of making a number of um, more even more complex and large pieces, uh-huh. uh, while also keeping. Uh, I'm I'm going to design a collection of uh, uh, of an simpler pieces, which probably will be a bigger challenge for me uh, than it is uh, complex, because I usually think <laughs> in, in a very complex term. Uh-huh. So I'm I, I have this goal for myself to make something simple to produce. Uh, and we'll see what happens. Uh-huh. And of course, I'm going to work on all of my collection, the mystical armor and uh, animal totem. And um, I'm coming up with a Uh, small small, maybe it will become large uh, hand collection Uh, I'm fascinated by uh, the hand gestures Mm -hmm. and uh, the deep and intense meaning which comes with that and history so I'm doing this um, whole collection
0: of hands uh,
1: which probably I will release uh, early next year
0: Oh, good! I had the privilege of seeing, getting a peek, preview of some of mm-hmm. your pieces, and they're they're fabulous. And to Thank understand you. the story behind it mm-hmm. was so intriguing. I just you're just a wealth of um, of histories and the beautiful stories that come behind Thank it. You. So, yes, I'm so excited to have met mm-hmm. you and to get to share your story. Thank you,
1: Brana. It 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 is exciting for me as well,
0: and we will definitely continue meeting yes. and talking. Yes, I look forward to that. I I feel so blessed to live within you know mm-hmm. an hour yes. or thank so. You. So yeah, definitely yes. be in touch. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, thank you so much for spending time with me, taking time out of your busy day. Oh, well,
1: listen! Thank you so so much for this conversation and. Um, it always helps, actually, to talk to someone, to, to formulate uh, things for yourself. And um, it's, it's always great to have in-depth conversation. Thank you so much for your kindness and for your time and uh, for sharing my story.
0: Ah, oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. <laughs> Anastasia is as lovely and captivating as her jewelry. I found her background and story fascinating and felt the dramatic aesthetic of her jewelry is a perfect fit for October. I'm so grateful for her taking the time with me to visit for both the podcast and in person in her studio because she's a very busy woman. Besides her jewelry projects, Anastasia's most recent costume and set design can be seen in a unique presentation of Synetic Theater's wordless interpretation of Shakespeare's the tempest on a stage of water. Yeah, you'll have to check it out at least online. And if you happen to be in the DC area, you can actually go and see it. They are in the Cynetic Theater, which is in Arlington, Virginia, and that will be through October twentieth. Thanks so much for joining me today for today's Jewelry Navigator podcast. I know you have a choice in how you spend your time and listen to podcasts and I truly appreciate your support. We're getting closer to 10,000 downloads of the podcast and I really look forward to celebrating that milestone. So would you be sure to share Jewelry Navigator with your friends, family and coworkers, or anyone you think would enjoy listening to it as much as you do? And if you're a jeweler, a jewelry designer, jewelry collector or just a fanatic reach out to me on instagram or through email with questions podcast topic suggestions or to be featured as a guest on jewelry navigator podcast or just to say hello i love connecting with my listeners next week i'll be back with kathleen cutler who is a business mentor for fine and antique jewelers with more tips on how designers and jewelry brands can reach their ideal clients while focusing on catering to the consumer in and out of e-commerce. So until next time, cross-check your sparkle, and now that we're approaching coat and sweater weather, get your ring prongs checked. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye.